0: hello and welcome to outer spaces a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space through this show i hope to create a powerful resource for you someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the outer spaces podcast is your host Joshua Gillow and today we're going to be speaking to somebody that's been on the podcast before I wanted to bring him back on in order to get a sense of what he's seeing in the world right now as as times are changing economies changing and to uh, to get a sense of what he's been up to this guy here he's always got something going on I loved this story before and uh, you know he's the host of the the green industry podcast he's also an author so um, Paul Jamison how you doing man
1: Good, Joshua. Thanks for having me back on the program.
0: Absolutely, dude. Thanks for coming back on. I know you're a busy man, so I'd love to, you know, see what you've been up to. So, uh, you know what's what's been new for you?
1: Well, I've been traveling a lot, going to you know trying to go to a lot of the industry events, and I just got back from a summer tour. Each summer, I go on the road for about a week and a half or two weeks, and I go to guys' shops, to their offices, to where their businesses are at, and. Uh, in you know, in person and interview them, and so I went to Alabama, Arkansas, and Tennessee, and uh, traveled to seven cities, and, and just got to you know see behind the scenes at a ton of different businesses, and uh, it was it was a great time, and definitely learned a lot. So
0: nice. And why do you do that?
1: Well, it all started in in 2020 when COVID hit, and I was just thinking, this is a great opportunity. What can I do? And uh, I knew a lot of people were home, and so I was like, "I want, I want to just go to people's houses or offices or back porch, if, you know, if they want to be outside and interview them in person." Because, as you know, we just spent like nine minutes with technical difficulties and yep. you know all this connection, and I, I, technology drives me crazy. And so I was like, "If I can be in person with people, that will get a lot better." Uh, quality of content my ultimate dream is to do it like joe rogan does or oprah winfrey or mm-hmm. you know they have they're they got so much money rolling in they just have the guests come to their city yeah um which is chicago and for oprah back in the day i think rogan's in texas now but their guests would come to them so mm-hmm. i'm not a, i'm not i don't have that bank role yet but i just go to people <laughs> and kind of hustle and and uh it just creates a good um interview because you know we'll grab lunch or dinner and then they'll show me their shop their offices their business their equipment and then you know we'll sit down and it's it's just it's a lot of fun so I've gone on five tours and uh absolutely love them and ho- hope we can continue doing them in the future so
0: I love that and how is that received by the person you're going to meet?
1: Oh, they're, they're honored. They're, you know, they're flattered. And I think, you know, most guys heads are just down building their business and, and, and to have somebody else come in and just kind of share the origin story again. And, oh, that was my first mower. That was my first skid steer, you know, and just, mm-hmm. it, I think it, I think it refreshes them, um, you know, getting the chat to another entrepreneur and, and uh, kind of iron and sharpen an iron type situation. So they, they love it. And, and I love it. I think it's a win-win in, in our listenership. You know, they, It's really, really good content. So we, we had a blast on this last tour, so.
0: That is so cool. Now, what's something you learned during those uh, different events or those different uh, times you're spending with other business owners? Do you have any nuggets?
1: Yeah, I learned, ironically, I learned a lot about social media. Um, I I interviewed, uh, he's an optometrist during the day, which is an eye doctor for those of you don't know what (laughs) an optometrist is. Yep. And in his spare time, he, he lives on 18 acres in Arkansas. So it's beautiful backyard. I mean, 18 acres in Atlanta is unheard of. Um, our houses are like stacked on top of each other. Yep. There's a million people in my backyard. I mean, you know, my county here. So he had 18 acres. And what he did is he took a real mower. It's like a cylinder mower. Mm. And he started mowing fairways and tee boxes and he built a golf course. In mm. his backyard. I mean, it's a nice golf course. Like it's it's nicer than a lot of public golf courses. He's he's just meticulous. So anyway, he filmed it. He filmed it and put it on TikTok, and he has one million TikTok followers. Wow. And um, I forget how many Instagram followers he has. Quite quite a bit, in and, and, and YouTube subscribers. So he has all the social media stuff built up. And so he sat in his backyard in the golf course, and uh, I interviewed him, and he just gave me a bunch of tips of how to go viral on Instagram and TikTok and social media and stuff like that. And I, I actually did what he said and my videos are blown, are blowing up. And so that on a personal level, I, I got a piece of information I didn't have before mm-hmm. implemented into to my social media stuff and it, it's exploding. So that was unexpected. And, and that was really cool. Um, most of the other guys, you know, have traditional lawn care landscaping businesses and all of that. But this guy had a really unique story. I was like, man, I want to interview you. You, you built a golf course in your backyard and it's actually cool. really nice. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a golfer. So I was like, dude, that is a nice course. And, um, that was pretty cool. All
0: right. You know where I'm going next here, Paul, I'm coming in for, uh, <laughs> this is all unscripted. As you guys know that, listen, we, we just go off the cuff here. Cause that's where we're going to get the best nuggets. So Paul, what was that secret that he taught you? If you don't mind teaching us.
1: Okay, Sure. So he wanted to do an experiment, and he's on TikTok, and he already kind of figured out under fifteen second videos on TikTok uh, trending sound does well. But what he noticed is if he did something that was wrong, the peanut gallery in the the comments, they would uh, they they would you know start chiming in. You idiot! You you blew the grass after you edge. Uh, you blew the grass in the street. You you moron! You should have blown it in the Back into the grass. You suck. You're like, these people are ruthless on in the comments. Mm-hmm. And so what, he's like, he was getting so mad. He's like, well, of course, after well, the camera only showed you 15 seconds. if Of course, after I went out in the street and, you know, dusted it back into the grass, like it's a no brainer. But he's like, but that video got a bunch of views. So he said, and then he, he had another little thing where he would mow his name. He has a real mowing grass, which means it cut it really short, like a mm-hmm. half inch. Uh, and his neighbor has. rotary mower. So neighbor cuts it higher and it's just a little strip. So he doesn't cut it when he cuts the little part in between his neighbor's house and his house, he doesn't mow his neighbor's house. So people in the comments are like, you're so selfish. You're so rude. Just take the extra 60 seconds and mow your neighbor's yard. And they just, they just let it happen. So he said, I'm going to do an experiment. And that video did well. He said, I wonder what would happen if I, in my 15 second video, I did four things that were not best practices that were wrong. Mm -hmm what would happen in the comments? So he he did a video where he didn't mow his neighbor's yard and he mowed his, just a little patch. And then he blew it into the street. And I forget the other two. He, he made two other mistakes while he was mm-hmm. doing it intentionally. Yep. And the video had 35 million views uh, or, and counting. I don't know what it's at now on TikTok. It, it was by far the biggest video. I mean, it blew up on um, TikTok. And he's like, my theory works. And so um I've been mowing like with my buddy, and and, and he'll like mow the grass into the garden bed and mm-hmm. then the the um comments you guys saw you're idiots, you know you should blow back. No, we know that, but them commenting makes the algorithm promote it more. And so I had six since then I've had six videos with over a million views because the 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 trolls that think they're making fun of me are really helping me boost the algorithm. <laughs> so it's the joke's on them. So anyway, yeah. if you don't I mean, if you don't mind people, you have to have thick skin because I have all these people thinking I'm an idiot when the joke's kind of on them because they're, they're just helping my videos go viral. So that's incredible. that, that was the tip. And, it, and it, you know, I never thought about that because I always thought, well, I'd showcase my nice, you know, look at mm-hmm. look at this great finished product of this job we did is my kind of professional thing. Yep. And that won't get that many views. I mean, if you do a really good job, my people might be, hey, great job. But um he had a little quirky little um example there and and uh it, it worked for him and it's been working for me as well.
0: So wow, dude. That's you know, it, it's so powerful when you think of that. And you know, we, we on social media, most people I know when I first started, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sling arrows at myself here first. When I first started, you know, recording video and content, I was scared to death of it, dude. I was so afraid of what people are gonna think and am I gonna do it right? Is anybody gonna listen? Am I even worth listening to this kind of stuff, right? So I had to get through all that head trash to get moving forward. But you know to now take that to another level and intentionally do it wrong because then you have what, you know, I like to think social media is more like, you know, at Facebook, I like to call it opinion book. Cause that's really what it is. It's everybody's opinion. Yeah. So give them the opportunity to kind of tell you what they think, their opinion all the time. And then you get the algorithm. So I really, that's really a cool way to do that. So how have you implemented that now? I mean, you, you talked about, he talked about mowing lawn sideways and this kind of thing or, or whatever you guys are doing. So how are you starting to use that?
1: Yeah. I, um, I had a, I had a few where my buddy blew the grass into the garden. So he's, you know, the shoot of the mower mm-hmm. should be facing towards the open yard. Yeah. He has it facing to the garden bed. Got he it. just sprays the bushes <laughs> and the flowers with grass and people in the comments go crazy. And then <laughs> like doing an edge. Yeah. You like a really finessed edge between the sidewalk and the grass to make yeah. a perfect channel and we'll like miss a little area and, and it won't be perfect. I can't, I couldn't go to bed at night if I did that. I mean, these guys get so worked <laughs> up and so I'm having fun, but, um, I think yeah. enough people are catching on. Now they're realizing we're trolling. We're, we're, we're a step ahead of the trolls. And uh, so then some people in the comments are, are right into the trolls that are making fun of us, but dude, they're just playing around and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. but it all, the algorithm because you get so many comments on the video, the algorithm goes well. And, um, just using trend, you know, I, I use a lot of trending instrumental sounds that I think that helps. And I, I mean, I could talk your ear off. Um, I talked to someone last night for hours. They wanted some help with videos. I'm like, don't you get me started. I I can get going because we're really it's really an algorithm behind TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and podcasting and all this stuff. And, and if you can figure out how to please the algorithm, it, it's going to promote you um, to the masses.
0: Do you have any other little nuggets you want to drop the, about, uh, you know, appeasing the algorithm gods? Sure.
1: Um, and I've, I had my biggest month. I was just looking at my analytics this morning. I had uh, I reached 14.7 million accounts on Instagram last month. And when I started this, I had 9,000 Instagram followers and now I have 33.6 Instagram followers, thousand. So I, I tripled my audience in about a month and a half. Wow. Um, and it's cool to look on Instagram. I got like, yeah, 33,000 Instagram followers. I, I mean, it, it, you just get more confident. It's it's, yeah. it's weird. I was at the pool yesterday and this girl was like, what do you do? You know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I post some stuff on social media. And she's like, oh, wow. And you start flirting with me. I was like, well, when I had 9,000 these girls, why don't you talk to me? Now they're <laughs> flirt, flirting with me. But, it's um, paying
0: off. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, yeah, so um, I, there's an app that I use called vidIQ TikTok. Okay. It's free. And when you go into vidIQ TikTok, it will show you the top 100 trending sounds and it will show you an arrow up or arrow down if the song's kind of run its course and it's declining or if it's going up. So I obviously only pick songs that have a green arrow pointing up. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't want the filthy lyrics. A lot of these rap songs are, you know, mm-hmm. F you and I banged your girl last. I mean, just, they just talk the crazy thing. I know That's not my image. That's not my, I don't play any of those trending songs, yeah. which is like 80% of them. The lyrics are just filthy, in my opinion. But what I find is some gems that are instrumental mm. that, you know, it's just a beat, you know, that I like. And so I'll take that beat and I'll use that trending sound. And again, vidIQ TikTok will show me what sound is trending. And then I'll take my video between always make it at least 7 seconds. Okay. But then like 7 to 12 or 7 to 14 seconds. Never over 15 seconds in my what I'm finding. I think my one my biggest video has 11.6 million views and I think it's like 7 or 8 seconds. And it's just wow. my friends just mowing a little little patch. And I I put a song to it and um or I put a trending sound to it and it and it went bananas. Um so if if people watch the whole way through then they'll go back, uh the you know, it starts the video over again. So you got a hundred percent watch time, which is gonna make it go longer. So you want, you want to you wanna kind of make them watch to the end. Got um, it. So 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 pick a clip like that. But um the trending sound, and then I use five hashtags um for whatever the topic is, you know, if you're uh, you know, lawn mowing or whatever, I'll use five hashtags. So between the hashtags, between the video being nice and, and short and tight. And then um, on Instagram or, or on TikTok, if you take your video on TikTok, and then you can use another free app called snaptick.app. It's free. It's actually a website. It's not an app, but the website is snaptick.app. Then you, you on TikTok, you go to the three dots and you click on your video, and then you copy the link, and then you go to snaptick.app. You put your um, video in there. And then it will download the video and it will remove the TikTok watermark. And so the mistake that most people make is they take their TikTok video and they just republish it to Instagram. Yeah. Well, Instagram's not dumb. Instagram sees the TikTok logo on your video. They don't, they're not going to promote that on their platform. And so guys are like, I can't believe the video had, you know, 500,000 views on TikTok and it had 212 on Instagram. Well, Instagram saw your logo. They don't want TikToks. Image all over their platform. So with snaptick.app, you you can take your same TikTok video. It will remove the watermark. So now you have the same video and it will go better on Instagram. My videos actually get more views on Instagram than TikTok, but it's the same video. Wow. I post the same video and I post it on YouTube Shorts. My neighbor has 20 uh 21 million TikTok followers and 3.6 million Instagram followers. He was a bartender two years ago at, at Texas Roadhouse. And in 2020, in the summer, he's an actor. He's, he tried, I mean, want to be actor. And his, I think his brother or sister said, Hey, you should get on TikTok. And so he's like, Oh, okay. And so he started making some funny skits on TikTok. And one of them blew up. And then he kept making more and more and more. And then he started making them every day. His name's Brody Wellmaker. And um, he's one of the he's almost in the top 100 of TikTokers. He's, I mean, he's a major celebrity now, but he was my next he's my neighbor, and he he's been feeding me all these tips. Um, nice. well, basically everything I learned, he kind of, he kind of he, he tells me, but he, he had, uh, his life has transformed in two years. He went from a bartender to now, um, I'm in, I'm a major celebrity, 3.6 million Instagram followers, 21 million TikTok followers. Um, it's, it's nuts. Like we were at the pool the other day and people are like, are you Brody? Oh my God. Like he can't, he's like, if I go to target just to walk in and get something. Um, he'll get, st- he'll get stopped like three times just to go in and get a banana and get out. Like he can't even go out in public anymore. Cause his, he's just, he's a mainstream celebrity now all for making little 12 second videos, 15 second videos. Actually, some of his are, are a little bit longer form cause he does acting. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, his, his Instagram's, um, Brody Wellmaker, but it's changed my life. I, I just started working with Lowe's, um, you know, and, and some of the biggest brands in the industry, uh, you know, are, are reaching out to me. But it's because I have clout on social media. If I yeah. if I just had two hundred followers, no, no offense. I used to have that, but they're not. They're interested in um, attention and, and how much um, influence you have. And so I, I I think everybody should be doing social media. People don't understand what I do. I try to explain to my parents or others like, what do you do? again? And and I I was like, uh, don't even worry about it.
0: They don't get it. (laughs) I shoot video and I talk for a living and I'm impacting people's lives. So it's just different than you're used to. That's all. Yeah.
1: But no, I mean, really a lot of people don't understand podcasting and and social media and they just go, Oh, that's cute. And I'm like, okay,
0: but I, I love it. Yeah. No, no, man. I, I appreciate these nuggets that you're dropping on us here. And I hope you guys out there are taking notes. I know I am over here and uh, I always love when I have guests on that, uh, that teach everyone something. So, um, you know, Paul, it's really interesting. Do you have any other nuggets you want to drop before we move on? I,
1: I mean, I could, have, like I said, I, I got, I got a meeting here 33 minutes, so I don't think we have enough time to, I, I could, I could teach you these all day, these little um, tips all day long, but I think whether it's, it's TikTok youtube or instagram or wherever they they look at the audience retention and so so you if you if you want to post a video you need to make sure that you um you you know you have good audience retention and that you post it natively to that platform so i see these guys with these big black bars uh on their videos because they filmed it with their camera this way uh but you you got to film it vertical like this Mm -hmm. to, to post it on tiktok and instagram and youtube so that's that's one big mistake I see guys um making but um and I'm trying to think what 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 specific um tip that you would, that you would want because there, there's a lot to pull from.
0: No, it's I I can imagine so, dude. And, and, you know, what you've given us already, has been amazing. So let's hopefully that that'll help change some lives for sure. And just go into it kind of making mistakes on purpose just to get people excited and get them, you know, the trolls going wild. And you're like, okay, this is all about the trolls right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's not, everyone has to do that. I just, I, 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 people, I have enough haters already. So I'm like, okay, I I can handle the, um, negative you know, I can handle the negativity, Yep. but, um, you know, you you don't have to go that route, but it does work because your engagement, your engagement goes well. So,
0: yeah. So I have a question for you on that topic. How do you manage mindset wise? How do you manage the haters? How do you manage the trolls? You know, you're having fun, but do they get to you and how do you manage it?
1: That's an excellent question, uh, Joshua. And I actually asked some of the folks that I interviewed on the tour, um, about that. I think I think for me, I you can't see it over here because it's on the other side of my my studio. But I have a vision board, Mm -hmm. and so I I have to stay focused on my assignments in life and my goals. And when I start getting worked up about you know somebody else um, being nasty to me or rude to me or or derailing me, I I was just thinking there was a message somebody really did something hurtful and and wrong and rude and, and. Unlawful, actually, to me, and I was thinking about writing a message to authorities and there, you know, kind of get a little legal thing going with this situation. It just someone absolutely did me wrong, real wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, I'm laying in my bed. This is literally this morning, and it probably took up like 20 minutes of my thought space, just the frustration I have of this situation. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop it. I'm not even going to send the message because I'm just going to kind of cut these people out of my life and not even not even worry about. It. I'm I got I got to focus on this this other big goal that I'm trying to accomplish right now and 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 this is derailing me from that. And so when I find myself getting sidetracked in in negativity or people just trying to when you start shining brighter and brighter, people will um get jealous and envious and they'll try to pull you down because secretly they wish they had the success or the whatever you have, mm-hmm. because you, it could be a, you have a good family, you have money, you have clout, whatever. And someone sees that and they're like, I wish I had that. And because you have that and they don't have it, then they're going to try to take it from you and yep. tear you down. So the faster you can kind of recognize that. Um, and, and, and what I don't do, Joshua is I typically don't respond. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I block and delete a lot of people. I mean, daily I'm, Blocking and deleting, blocking and deleting, blocking wow. and deleting, blocking and deleting um, all day long. And the, and the last thing I'll share is you have to be comfortable in your own story. And so I'm not trying to be somebody i'm not and this is one thing i do notice when i go on tours everyone tries to impress me and make their business look larger than life mm-hmm. and, oh we do this and we all oh, like i like to you don't have to impress me like just yeah. <laughs> it's okay you know what i mean or, or if if things aren't as bright and shiny as the other guy I was just visiting they make it oh we're gonna get it's like dude just just be comfortable here you know i started in the lawn care business in a 1997 honda accord and i i found out uh after that i think jeff bezos drove a 1996 honda accord mm-hmm. even when he was a billionaire mm. in his early stages of being a billionaire um his net worth was over a billion dollars and he drove a 96 honda accord i was like dude i'm in good company you know yeah, yeah. And, and just being comfortable this is this is my story this is what i know this is what i'm growing with and and not trying everyone's trying to impress everyone and they're exaggerating in many ways and and it's it's so shallow and so i've I've gotten more comfortable with, hey, here's where I'm at in my business, here's where I'm at in life, and are people way further ahead of me? Yes, they are, but I, I can help somebody, especially guys that are just beginning, that are just starting. You know, I'm further along than them. I I, I have a heart of um, compassion to help them, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be some showboat like I'm, um, you know, this rock star, all star entrepreneur. Um, so. That, that, that to long story short that's kind of how i deal with it and, mm-hmm. and it, it's an everyday thing because people are hating on me when when you do decide to post on social media um there will be a, a percentage of the people that are just um nasty to you
0: so would you agree that that's part of success? The more, as you mentioned earlier, the more successful you become, the more people try to tear you down. There's two ways to win. Either you're going to build your biggest building that there is as, you know, to be successful, or you're going to tear somebody else's down and try to be successful that way. Do you find that that's the case as you become more successful?
1: Yeah, and you definitely got to go the, I mean, my suggestion is go the route, like you said, build build something special yeah. and don't get caught up in the the negativity and the tearing down. And um, that's, that's just a um losing battle and and those people are miserable that yeah. that are um that are always trying to fault find. Yep. you know, oh like dude, if you would spend that much mental energy creating something, building something, serving somebody, um, you know, you'd be a lot better than than sitting there, you know, pointing out what we don't have right.
0: Yep. No, I totally agree, dude. I totally agree. And I'm starting to get a taste of that too, with trolls throwing things out and knocking things down and I noticed I took a look at the the podcast the other day on Apple Podcasts, and I saw somebody left a NASA review on, I, I take quite pr- a lot of pride in coming up with names for the episodes of the uh, the podcast. I do that because, I don't know, I think it's just kind of fun, and uh, I want to kind of augment people's reality with the content in there. Um, and I had somebody who wrote a nice thing saying, this podcast is going downhill. I can't believe they would call an episode this. And I just started laughing, and I'm like, well, I guess we're getting to that point now where things are starting to shift. So anyway, you know, it's all in fun. That's what it's always about. And uh, it's just a matter of getting people engaged because we have, as you know, i mean, just with our conversation today. There's so many nuggets in these these conversations that I learn from you learn from everybody learns from we get to share that with the world that uh, to slow it down in any way just doesn't make any sense. But uh, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul as you are as well, brother. And we're gonna keep bringing service and love and ideas to the table that hopefully change lives. And that's what it's all about. Um, So if haters are out there and they wanna do that stuff, go for it, but uh, it's not gonna slow us down, that's for sure. So Paul, in the last year, obviously, we've had a lot of changes. We're post-COVID now. We're in a different world. You know, things are starting to shift. Economies are shifting. What are you starting to see out there in the industry? Uh, I know you're more in lawn care and that kind of thing. But in the general green industry, what are we seeing as far as the shift in, in, uh, in thought and what's coming next and that kind of stuff? What are you hearing out there?
1: Yeah, totally. Well, what I'm hearing it and what I'm seeing is an influx of new uh, business owners whether they're legal and legitimate or whether they're a glorified chuck in the truck mm-hmm. I think I, I saw Joshua a uh, statistic the other day that 41 percent of working Americans are um, seeking out side hustles because a lot of folks with the inflation the the grocery bills going up yep. the gas bills going up the the uh, rent's going up everything's going up but the salaries aren't necessarily going up at that same pace. Yeah. And even if they are, most Americans are, are, I think 70% are living, seven out of 10 are living paycheck to paycheck anyway. So mm-hmm. if you are living paycheck to paycheck and then the expenses grew and the income didn't grow as much, the one of the solutions is to go make more money. Yep. And one of the lowest barrier entry fields to, to do as a side hustle is to start mowing grass. Yep. And so there are so, and this is why our podcast, I was looking at the graph the other day in Lipson. Our podcast, it looks like a roller coaster. It's just going up, up, and I'm like, what is going on? And then I'm realizing as people are reaching out to me, hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a lawn care business. I just started a lawn care business. But There's all these guys are in are you know, like year one, yep. year two that happened post-COVID. They got to go make more money in, 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 in mowing grass and starting landscaping, You slinging some mulch, putting in yep. um, flowers and landscaping, basic landscaping. It's really not that difficult. Uh, to get started in now, when you get into backyard, um, you know, patios and in- installations and those larger scale, it there's a lot more education and skill that's involved. Yep. Um, so it might not correlate into the higher level, um, installation stuff, but on the lower end, you know, just uh, we call him Chuck in the truck, he's a you know, fictitious character. There's really a guy in Texas that reached out to me, he's like, Hey. My name's Charles. I really am Chuck in the truck. I was like, I'm not talking about you, Chuck, <laughs> in the truck. He's a cool. really cool guy. He's down there in Texas, but um, and he actually named his business Chuck in the truck. Nice. But um, what I'm seeing is is so so, so now the problem with this is a lot of this influx of folks that that are employees full time mm-hmm. and they're doing this as a side hustle. They haven't quite had the wake up reality of what your overhead is mm-hmm. to run a business of. You have to buy the equipment. You have to store the equipment. You have to get proper licensing and insurances. And, and hopefully you have some money you're going to spend on marketing. And then you're going to need a a trailer. And, and the the list goes on and on and on. So they haven't really thought all this through. They just all go, go most, you know, mow um Susie's yard for for 75 bucks. And so, uh, The newer guys that are coming in don't understand how much it actually costs to run a business and what you actually have to charge, what your break even is, what you have to earn each month, each week, each, each day, each hour. And so they're underpricing the services and the guys who have been around a while are getting frustrated because now there's a lot more competition and it's like a race to the bottom in pricing. And so the, the lawn maintenance industry is in a very dicey, delicate situation because supply and demand. There's a, there's a lot more, um, folks doing this now as a, as a, as a way to make money, um, which, you know, the competition is, is, um, it can be looked at as good or bad, but, but in many ways it, it's really, um, causing guys that have current businesses to really, uh, do a better job with marketing mm-hmm. and be more aggressive with putting themselves into more, you know, more customers and, and charging more. And, um, overall, cause I do consulting. So I, I do, um, you know, 30 minute and 60 minute coaching calls um, with folks. And the good thing that's come about all of this is guys that were maybe a little bit lazy. There is always margin that, you know, revenue is always much more than expenses and things are going pretty good. Now all this, and, and they were lazy with, with their numbers now they're really getting dialed in on what exactly is our break even? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got to be making each day to break even? And, and and guys are really paying more attention to their budgeting and to tracking their money. And so, I mean, my coaching calls are like money, money. You, you would think I worked for a financial um, budgeting company or something now. like People are so much more aware of their money now that there's a little bit of pressure. I think when times were so great Um, You know, you could be a little bit complacent Mm -hmm. in that area just because there's so much money to be made in this industry. And there's so much work out there. In Atlanta, we were ranked number one. I was just looking at a stat the other day of of the hottest um, real estate market or whatever, because all these people are moving in from California, New York and um, Illinois and all of these states People are fed up. They're coming down to Georgia. They're coming down to Atlanta. We're literally number one in, I think, Phoenix and Jacksonville and Nashville and, and all these cities. Mm-hmm. So, so so, there's all these new people coming in. They got a bunch of money because they're selling their house in California for, you know, like $2 million house. And they come down here and buy a $600,000 home that's nicer than the one they lived in there. Yep. They got all this money. So, like, well, let's redo this. Let's, and they're just yeah. chucking money out. Like, I mean, it's the economy right now. In my opinion, I've been doing this since 2011. This is by far the absolute best time to be in the landscaping industry, especially if you're in one of these cities like Nashville or Atlanta or Phoenix or, you know, pretty much anywhere in Florida, Texas. All these people are moving here, and they got all this extra money because they just sold their house at top dollar, and, and and literally they're just like, to them they're like, I can't believe it. I'm living like a king here in Atlanta, and and they're like, well let's 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 just gut the yard and start over, yeah. and, and and it's really. If you live in Atlanta and you're not making bank right now then I, I don't know what's going on um cuz our 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 specific economy is um absolutely booming but
0: I could go anywhere with this. So let me pause. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I appreciate your uh, your uh, excitement with it as well, because there is just such opportunity right now. And, you know, with COVID and everybody got uh, kind of stranded in their house and hated their backyard all at the same time. So it, yes. the whole industry went crazy. And what we saw is exactly what you're talking about, where everyone said uh, that either wasn't employed or didn't like what they were doing, the great uh, resignation. Uh, people said, you know what? I want to go work for myself. So I'm going to go start mowing lawns, mulching, planting bushes, things that I am could be good at and make some good side money and pretty soon it became a thing Um, the problem is that you know in those boom times even a kangaroo can sell these projects right so they just Mm -hmm. go out and they they just show up and they're like yeah sure you can do it next week it's all about timing at that point i don't care (laughs) if you've ever done it before you can do it next week here is more than you'll probably make in two months do it right and you're like holy crap there's something here the thing is, as economies shift, as you know, you've been in this since 11. So, as economies start to shift, you start to those people end up, you know, possibly the first ones to get cut out of the mix because they don't have an overhead structure, they don't have a business around them. They're just kind of freeballing this mm-hmm. whole thing, making some money on the side, a side hustle, but they're also pulling out of the more established companies' pockets, you know, taking some of these other yep. pieces off. So, it's really a matter of if you're in a process where you just started a year or two or three ago, you know, and you kind of rode this COVID, you know, wagon, if you will, some of your hotter markets, like you're talking, they're Gonna stay hot for a while yet. There's still a lot of demand built up there, but some of the more I'm in the rural area of Pennsylvania, so we're gonna okay. see it very differently. We're about an hour and a half outside of Philly, and the same of New York, so we see some of that influx coming in from the other parts, but most people are moving out of here and going somewhere else. So we're seeing the opposite side of that. So it's a matter of being mindful because the people in this, uh, the new economy coming, the, uh, you know, with the almost guaranteed recession coming forward, it's going to be different than 07, 08. I was through that. Uh, Now it's going to be a bit different, but we still have to be smart because the people that are going to thrive through this environment, this new economic times are going to be the ones that actually take time. And like, to your point, know their numbers. They know their Mm break-even points. They know what their overhead is. They know what they need to recover. If they don't, they're driving blind. They put the blindfold on, they start the car and they drive. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to hit a tree or something or hurt somebody. That's going to happen. Right. So it's really a matter of knowing your numbers, knowing how to communicate with your clients, because the one who communicates best and delivers what the client wants truly is the one that's Mm going to win. Right. Especially when things get tighter with interest rates going way up as they are now. And they just announced another 75 basis point increase, which is three quarters of a point up money is getting more expensive so some people are going to have a tougher time getting the money to go so you better have a better way to communicate with them and know your numbers so you know where you can be and not be if they have a fifty thousand dollar budget for a project or whatever fill in the blank and you know that you're not really sure about your numbers but maybe you can do it for 50 and you end up losing your shirt or over it you could have done it for 40 but you lose the project because the other guy that they're bidding mm-hmm. against knew that his numbers were good he can do it for 45 and then he got the project you know so Knowing those numbers and knowing how to communicate and be that guide for the client is going to be absolutely critical in thriving through this next segment of of economy that we're working in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Absolutely going to be critical. Now, what are some of the the more important things you're working on right now, Paul? Um, I mean, just mentioned that, you know, traveling around and meeting people, I'd love that, especially, you know, listeners and stuff and getting that content true and authentic. That's what I love about you. You're going to gain, like when you listen to your podcast and I've listened to it, you're going to get that true, authentic, what is really going on? Not some bullshit mock-up. This is what I want the world to think I'm doing. You know, some men, especially we are egos run the show sometimes, right? We want to show off and be like, look how great we're doing because we're proud, right? We're working our balls mm-hmm. off to make this work. We want to, you know, be acknowledged for it. Why not? Right. So, um, but what are you actually seeing out there? What are some of the important things that you're working on right now in order to get, you know, Paul 2.0? when you're going to be, you have your own TV show or wherever you're going. You mentioned about, you know, being, doing this, not even full-time, but making this your main gig. So um, what are you working on now to get there? How are you working on to get there?
1: Yeah, well, the bread and butter is this podcast. We do a, a morning show every single day, weekday, Monday through Friday. We have a fresh new episode. So we really tried to be the, the morning show for entrepreneurs. And I'm, I'm working to that goal of, you know, a hundred percent, in-person interviews whether i'm on the road going to folks or uh they're coming to or we have a new studio coming in august whether they're coming down here and also i try to go to the the key trade shows in our industry of, of course the biggest one is is equip where i got to meet you in person mm-hmm. um last year so i'll be there october 18th uh, through 21 so just really focusing on those five pieces of content that I put out every um, single day week, but daily, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> I try to have each episode be, you know, as, as excellent as possible. Um, and, and it's humbling that so many folks are, are listening to the show and, 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 you know, hopefully they're motivated to know what their break even is that, that, that the practical tips of, you know, what. How frequently are you looking at your profit and loss statement? Do you, do you even know how to read a balance sheet? Do you even know how to um, read a statement of cash flows? What one uh, book I just got done listening to as I travel, I listen to audiobooks. It's by a um, rabbi named Daniel Lappin, and um, he is um, he, he shared why Jewish people are so wealthy. And um, it's a 17 hour book. It, it's it's really really good book. I, I'm not Jewish, but it, I, you can learn from um, the. The uh, Jewish people on the Forbes, 400, Forbes is it 500 or 400? Their, their magazine of wealthy
0: people. I'm not sure,
1: yeah. It's either 400. I think it's Forbes 400 or whatever. It's the 400 richest people in America. And the Jewish people are only like 1% of the American population. It's, it's very minute. But they had like 20% of the list were mm. Jewish people. Interesting. And he's like, why is that? And he explained their um, their process and their mentality of of, of why they're so wealthy and, and they they think about success and and, and serving people and you know it translates, uh it translates into them uh, making a whole bunch of money and so I was listening to that audio book. What, what was your question again? Because I I forgot
0: why I mentioned. No, I'll keep that. going, dude. Just keep rolling with it. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm loving it.
1: Yeah. So well, the the book is called um, Thou Shall Prosper, and so he was explaining that. On Friday nights, uh, the Jewish culture. And again, forgive me if you're Jewish and I'm botching your culture. I, I, I just, I, I'm not. I don't know what what the Friday night dinner is all about. But he was explaining that they have dinner on Friday night as a family, and they have a wine glass, and it's empty. And they'll take a bottle of wine and they'll start pouring it into the wine glass, and the wine glass it will start getting fuller, 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 and then all of a sudden it will overflow, and they'll literally pour the wine. And it will overfill, overflow the cup and it'll start spilling everywhere. They have a plate underneath it and it'll just start pouring onto the plate. And they do that every single Friday night as a family. So the kids grow up watching this. And the example is, we're gonna ask God to bless our family this week that we have more than enough. That our cup overflows. So now we're able to give and help other people. And so these Jewish kids grow up seven, eight years old and all they're hearing is prosperity and success. Mm. And the dad says, you're going to be successful and we're going to have more than enough. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next thing, you know, the guy's 50 years old and he's a multimillionaire or billionaire to be on the Forbes 400 list, but they have that they have that prosperous mentality, yeah. that abundant yeah. mentality. Yeah. And when you come around America nowadays, everyone's oh no, the recession is Everyone's scared and, yeah. and and they're um defensive and they're all like um that that's not going to lead to a good future when you're all uptight and, and um nervous and, and uh, terrified and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm noticing that as I'm talking to people, like they're just like scared for, for, for the future, whatever. And, and, and uh, you know, when I think of, I think about that cup, I'm like, I want to have more than enough. This is great. Mm-hmm. Like this is 2022 has been the best year of my life, but I can't wait till 2023. Yeah. And so anyway, I think that, I think that mindset, um, is important. And and, and back to, um, know you know, back to knowing your numbers, I think you really do need to, you know, be, be realistic and know, you know, have your budget fine tuned and and live frugally and all of that, but, but go out there and crush it and and serve a lot of people and, and make a lot of money. And I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the future so I'd love that's it, for dude.
0: sure i love it dude and i love that abundance mindset it is so super critical because if, if you're going to your point if you're going in each day as scared of what's coming next and like cowering in the corner it, maybe just internally you know and trying to show up tough or whatever and the next thing you know it's like man if your mind is stuck in lack your business will be stuck in lack if your mind is mm-hmm. abundant if you have abundant mentality and abundant mindset the next thing you know things happen I mean, you're an example of it. I'm an example of it. You're, you're to your story. Uh, the Jewish people and their their traditions, they're also an example of it because they see nothing but abundance. And when you mm-hmm. just like a missile, when you lock your mind on something, you will find more of it. You will find a target. But when you go with no missile, again, blindfolded, running a business, running a life, you can only get what's given to you at that point. You don't have as much control over those things. And that over time accumulates. And that accumulation will either lead to an amazing life, to your point, best 2022, same here. You know what I mean? It's like an incredible year. Mm-hmm. I only see amazing things coming. Um, but it's because I choose to see those amazing things and just as you do as well. And you could see those trolls and those haters and they can get in under your skin and they could completely pull your building down. Or you can just put one big old finger up in your hand and say, baby, kiss my ass. I'm going straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm going up. That's for sure. I love that. I got a two
1: minute warning here because I have a. Um. I got a call here at the top of the hour. So oh, I, Prima, I, gotta,
0: I know we had some technical inf- difficulties starting out. So why don't we do this? Why don't we wrap it up with how can people find you, Paul? And then I'll lead us out and we'll get you on to that next meeting.
1: Okay. Thank you. So I have a podcast that you guys can check it out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever where podcasts are, it's called the green industry podcast. And we talk all about entrepreneurship. So I uh, talked to, Predominantly green industry, small business owners, guys that own landscaping companies, lawn care companies. Um, but you know, every now and again, I'll branch out and interview uh, somebody outside of that. But it's a daily show, so we really try to be a morning show to to each morning to to provide just a high level of um, education, motivation, inspiration, and, and helpful strategies to to help you grow uh, in your business. So, would invite you to to take a listen uh, to that show. And then I'm also on Instagram. Uh, the handle over there is at green industry podcast. And you can look at my videos and just see what I'm doing over there. There's a rhyme and there's a reason to it. And I'm, I'm learning from guys that are have way over a hundred times the size audiences as me, like my friend Brody and these other guys that I got helping me They're they're teaching me. So you I can kind of check out what I'm doing and, and hopefully that will help you grow as, as well. And then, um, on TikTok, it's that's just my name, Paul Jamison. So I, I'm, uh, I'm over there trying to be a TikToker. I got like 62,000 followers and um trying to It's amazing. Trying to Get, get it going over there. Well, hats
0: off to you, Paul. Thank you for sharing your, your precious time with us and teaching us. You dropped a lot of good nuggets here. Everybody listening out there, you know, take a look at these apps that he mentioned earlier. Um, if you don't remember them, you know, scroll back and listen to the beginning of this podcast again. And uh, it sounds to me like to be really cool to be able to help you with that right audio so you get the right connection and get that thing launched if you're trying to get more traction on social media. And also, thank you for sharing your journey and how to handle those crazy uh, trolls out there. They're inevitable as you start growing. It's just what it is. So guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week.